0: Thanks for checking out the Church RC podcast today. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you. Now, here's Pastor Brian Sparks. For those of you that don't know who I am, my name is Brian Sparks. I'm the lead pastor here at the Church Royce City, and and, uh, and we're just so honored to have you here. And uh, we pray that this would be your church home uh, if you're looking for a church. And for those of you that call the Church RC your home, we love you, and uh, we're excited to have you here. Turn the turn your Bibles to Matthew seventeen. I'm so excited about this new series. We can't stay here. Come on, just turn to the person on your right. And say, you can't stay here. Come on, you can't stay here. Matthew 17. And we're going to read a little bit of scripture. Go 1 through 9. 17, one through 9. You got it? Say amen. If you don't, it's okay. It'll be up here on the screen. should be for you. It says this. Now, after six day- days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Come on, I feel an anointing on this. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, and says, Arise, and do not be afraid. When they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Come on, some of you are focused on the wrong thing. I could preach that just by itself. Now as they came down, say came down. Come on, say, now as they came down, say came down. From the mountain, Jesus commanded them, saying, Tell this vision to no one until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. Amen? Lord, I thank you right now for the word of God. Thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Thank you that every ear and ear is open. Receptive to hear your word. I pray right now that, Lord, that you'd use me to speak to the hearts of your people. Let no one leave the same. Let every life be changed. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Well, we're in this new series. We can't stay here. And if you're taking notes today, you can title this sermon, Are We There Yet? Are We There Yet? How many of you parents out there have heard that that question? more than once this summer. Come on, somebody. Uh, there, there's, uh, for those of you that aren't uh, parents or you don't have kids, you've, you've, you don't really know how annoying this question is, uh, but it's something that uh, every kid loves to ask when you're on a road trip. Here's the deal. is y'all remember before kids what road trips were like? Uh, you know, you just hop in the car, you took off. Now, here's the deal is that, like, I have, I, I was a firefighter paramedic, so I have, like, an iron bladder. I can I, I can go for a long time without going to the bathroom. In fact, usually I would fill up, and I could drive until I needed gas. And then even then, I was like, I don't really need to go to the bathroom. Now, my wife, is, on the other hand, she usually likes a bathroom break kind of midways. Uh, she was reminiscing the other day about uh, a story, And uh, I was young and stupid. And aren't you glad, men, come on, that you get smarter and wiser as you get older. Uh, Our wives are especially grateful for this. But my wife was nine months pregnant, eight months pregnant, I think. And uh, we were going to Austin, which is about five and a half hours. And uh, uh, I hate stopping. And so she, about Waco, she said, I need to go to the bathroom. And I said, I'm making great time. Hold it. And I made her hold it all the way to Austin. I was a stupid, stupid man. (laughs) And there's no doubt there was a question going through her mind. Are we there yet? Come on. Because there's something about, are we there yet? Uh, And my kids ask this question. And now I will say this, that my kids have gotten really good at road trips. They really are awesome. But um, our best friends in the world, are a, a couple named Scott and Crystal Boney, and then uh, their kids are Asher and Riley, and they're all, my, my kids' best friends. And so uh, they, they uh, decided one day to listen to the voice of Satan and moved to Hammond, Louisiana. They were here in Dallas, and then they moved to Hammond, Louisiana, and, and I'm still praying for him today, but, but uh, it's a long drive from here to Hammond. I mean a long drive, and, and, and I, I'm kind of one of these guys that usually if it's uh, six hours plus, I just look at flights. You know, I would just, I, I, it's just easier to fly, but when you're flying four people, it gets very expensive, and so uh, we decided, okay, well, it was time to go visit our friends uh, and, and, and just to, you know, see them and hang out with them and wanted to spend time with them, see their new home, and this was our first, going to be our first trip to Hammond. Now, uh, we loaded up in the car, and we start driving that way. Now, here's the deal is uh, they live in Hammond, Louisiana. So about Shreveport, my kids start asking the question, are we there yet? We're in Louisiana. Come on. How big can Louisiana be, really? And uh, are we there yet? and, And I said, no, we're not there yet. And then the long stretch between Shreveport and Alexandria, come on, somebody. By Alexandria, I was thinking, are we there yet? Come on. Are, th- there's nothing but trees. What in the world? Like, put a convenience store on the side of the road for crying out loud. Do some, do something to break up the monotony. I need something besides trees and swamps, okay? That's just, I need something to, to spark my imagination, to keep me entertained. And so I, about Alexandria, I was wondering, are we there yet? Now, before we had left, my friend told me, hey, listen, when you get to Baton Rouge, Whenever you see the Bass Pro Shop on the side of the road, give me a call. Okay. So we're driving, and I mean, I think this trip is never going to end it just seems to go on and on and the kids keep asking the question we've never been on this road before are we there yet no we're not there I don't know how much longer it's going to take it feels like we're locked in this thing forever it's going to be an eternity right and so uh, finally we come into Baton Rouge and I'm thinking oh man this is going to be awesome and, and we're driving along and we're, we're we finally like a beacon on the horizon come on like a redneck paradise bass pro shop is on the right hand side and I think oh hallelujah we have reached glory we are there we we have made it so I pick up the the cell phone and I call my friend and I said hey man we have reached bass pro shop and he said that's awesome man you got about an hour left and I said uh uh pardon me you, what, what did you just say? No, you got about an hour left. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? See, here's the thing. Is my friend had given me a landmark to let me know that I was going in the right direction. But somewhere in my mind, I had turned that landmark into my destination. And I want to ask you: How many of you have turned landmarks? God just gave you a landmark and, and intended it to let you know this is you're on the right path, you're doing the right thing, God, you're going the right direction. And how many of you have said, know, you know what? I've arrived at my destination. I, I've finally made it. I've gotten here. I'm I'm at the place where I'm supposed to be." Some of you entered into a job ten years ago, and God just uh, gave you an entry level position, but He intended for you to Take over the entire company, but a landmark became your destination. Come on, I'm going to preach to you this morning. I think there's a lot of people that do this over and over and over again in our lives. God wants us to to begin to take new ground, to begin to go farther. But a lot of us say, "Oh well, this must be the place. How can it get any better than this? This is as good as it gets." Can I tell you that God wants you to take more ground? God wants you to go farther. God wants you to own the company. Come on. are you settling? On, I have never entered into a position, never have I ever gotten a job and said, I'm, ha- I'm happy right here. Come on. Go ahead. I've never done that, never. Right. I've worked, I've not just been a pastor either. I've worked a lot of jobs. And most of the time, when they would ask me, what do you want to do? I said, I want your job. Right. I want your job. That's what I want, because here's the thing, is that I understand that God wants me to take possession. God wants me to go farther. God gave me gifts. God gave me talent. God gave me ability, not just to squeak by and just to eat, by, eat through life, but God gave me the ability to take new ground. But so many people turn landmarks into Destinations. Well, this is the place. I must have arrived. I made it here. Some of you are living a life settling for less when God wants to give you more. Well, my marriage is good enough. You know, we don't fight that much. But God wants you to have an abundant marriage where you actually like coming home. And you're not trying to find an excuse to stay gone, God wants so much more for us, and so many times we step back and say, "No, this is as good as it gets." Why would I ever ask for more? I had a a guy over at our house uh, in Sulphur Springs, Texas, and I was about thirty years old. And uh, anyways, I we I mean, we had a nice house in Sulphur Springs. wasn't anything to write home about, you know, a three bedroom, two bath, you know, pretty typical house, and. Anyways, I just began to talk about, hey, you know what, I would like to do this. And I began to talk about remodeling this and kind of, man, I'd love to put, put this out here. And I just began to talk about some things that I'd like to do because he started talking about how nice my house was. And, and he looked at me and in complete being as serious as he could be, he looked at me and he said, why would you want anything more than this? And I I walked away from that moment thinking, what if I lived a life that settled for less? It's not that I'm not happy where I'm at. Come on, I'm not telling you not to be happy. You can be happy in all things. But here's the thing, is that what if at 30 years old I said, well, you know what, this is good enough, I'm happy, I'm going to live the rest of my life, just suck air and die. No, the thing is, is that I know that God has more for me than just this. I'm not going to turn a landmark into a destination. I refuse to settle for less than what God has for me. That's exactly what Peter did. See, Jesus brought Peter up onto the mountain, and he sees this amazing thing. It says Jesus is transfigured on the mountain before him, and as he's being transfigured on this mountain before him, uh, Peter says, hey, listen, this is amazing. Like, I see Moses. I see Elijah. I see, let me just build a tabernacle. Let's stay here. Come on, it can't get any better than this. Like, what, what, what more could you ask for? Like, this is glorious. This is amazing. And Jesus says this. It, it, it says this, that after they had done all of this, he said, no, 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 you can't stay here. And he brought him down off the mountain. Here's the thing, is what if he would have just stayed there? Well, if he just stayed there, what would happen See, I think that if Jesus could have preached a message to Peter there, he would have said this, Peter, you can't stay here. You can't. I know it's awesome. And mountaintop experiences are amazing. But you can't stay here. And, and, and I'm sure Peter's like, well, why? I can't get any better than this. And then Jesus would begin to speak to him and say, Peter, you don't understand. You can't stay here because there's a man that has been lame since birth, laying at a gate called Beautiful. He's never walked before. He has no hope. And one day you're going to walk along and you're going to be walking to the temple just like it's a normal day. And you're going to look down at him and you're going to see that he has faith to be healed. And you're going to say, silver and gold have I none but such as I have. Give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. No, Peter, you can't stay here. Because there's a woman in Joppa. Her name is Dorcas. Don't hold her name against her. She helps the poor. She makes clothes for the poor. And she's going to die way too early. And you're going to go into the room and you're going to raise her from the dead. Peter, you can't stay here. Because on the day of Pentecost, come on, there's going to be a, 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 the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. And you're going to stand up and you're going to preach to 3,000 people are going to get saved in one day. Peter, you can't stay here. Because if you stay here, millions of lives will be ever impacted because you refuse to move on can't stay here I know it's amazing, and I know it's glorious, and I know it's incredible. And I think here's the thing, is that as a church, if we're not careful, we'll get to the place to where we think, well, this is the mountain, this is the pinnacle, this is as good as it gets. It can't get any better than this. And we can sit back and we can say, you know what, I refuse to move on. I refuse to go farther. I refuse to reach more. And I'm here to tell you that there are people on the other side that need us. Come on, there are more marriages that need us. There are more families. Families that need us. There are loved ones. There are neighbors that need Jesus. This hope that you found. We can't stay here. We can't stay here. Because hurting people need this message. We can't stay here. Because there's people that need To know what you have on the inside of you. We can't stay here. Peter, if you turn this landmark into a destination, it will impact history. Here's the question, church. How many of you have turned your landmark into a destination? Now, here's the question. How many lives has it affected How many lives is it affecting? Because you refuse to move on. You refuse to take new ground. How do we keep moving forward? Number one, you ready? We celebrate the past, but we don't live in it. We celebrate the past, but we don't live in it. I was uh, hanging out the other day, and a guy came up to me and was talking about high school. You ever, you have those guys that still, act like, like they're still wearing their letter jacket? Like you're 35 years old, man. You're still wearing your letter jacket. There's a guy in the back hiding his letter jacket. <laughs> But seriously, I've had a lot of people that come up to me and say, high school was the best time of my life. And I think you have lived a very sad life. If high school was as good as it got for you, you have turned a landmark into a destination. Come Come on. God never intended us to live lives like Uncle Rico and say man you don't understand i i it was so good and when i was in high school i was the quarterback and, and i could i mean i could throw i can throw a football clean over the mountains there no god never intended for us to live that way god wants us to keep going god wants us to keep moving god wants us to keep putting one foot in front of the other see here's the thing you celebrate the past but you refuse to live in it It's awesome to look back and say, man, look how far I've come. Man, look how far God has brought me. Man, look how much God has accomplished in my life. I love looking back and seeing what God has done, but I refuse to stay there. I refuse to stay there. And so many people build monuments around moments. And they camp out around those monuments and say, this is, must be as good as it gets. Proverbs 4.18 says, the path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter. I love that scripture. Here's the thing. Is the path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter. That means this. That God wants your next day to be better than the day before. God wants the day after that to be even better than that day, that, that day. God wants you to continue to have a bright future. God wants you to continue to move forward. As a church, God wants us to continue to take new ground. Amen. amen. Celebrate the past, but don't live in it. Here's some wins for us. And I'm not going to give you all of our wins because I have a vision Sunday coming up. Got to have something to preach. Amen. But since May, May 1st, we have seen 4,539 adults in attendance at the Church Roy City. Come on, somebody. Now, here's the thing, is that what, what this looks like is, is that normally last year during the summer, and normally everybody's summer, we, everybody loses people in the summer. Like, they're gone. You don't grow. That's just, it's a time just to chill out, to hang out, don't worry about it. And usually attendance is down. But here's the thing. At the Church Royce City, we always break all the rules, and the church continues to grow. The the church, we... We, I think last Sunday we had seven new families. This Sunday, uh, The Sunday before that we had five new families. The church continues to grow. You keep bringing people, and God continues to enlarge our territory. Amen? We've seen 986 kids in Tiny Walkers and Children's Church since May 1st. Now, I want you to know something, that our kids' ministry is what we're all about. I, I always tell people like this, uh, we don't babysit your kids while you come to church. I babysit you while they impact leaders. These are our future leaders. Come on. They're the future of this church. And so we, we impart to them. We don't just, oh, well, here's a couple of songs. No, we have people. They're preaching life-giving message to them. They're telling them that they're here to make a difference, that they have a call of God on their life. And I want you to know that they're making a difference. Amen? We've seen 26 people since May 1st, 26 people baptized. Come on, now here's a good one. Since May 1st, 178 salvations since May 1st alone. See, here's the thing, church, is that God has done amazing things since we began the church for a city. God has done, people ask me all the time, uh, did you ever think? No, I never thought. I never in my wildest dreams ever thought. But I do know this, that even though he's done amazing things, he's not done yet. He's not done yet, and here here's what will happen if we let ourselves will become complacent and say, "Well, that's good enough." Oh, well, that's amazing. That, that we, God's really done a lot. And while I'm thankful for all that God has done, I refuse to say, "Well, that's good enough." I, I guess I'll stay here. I'm not going to camp out where God has just intended to just be a, a landmark. I'm not going to say, "This is it. This is as good as it gets." No, I'm going to keep taking ground. We're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep doing all that God has called us to do the second thing you got to do if you want to keep moving forward is you must remember our mission as a church we must remember our mission as a church now here I say our church because a lot of times people think well that's your church It's not my church. Now, I call it my church, but I also call it your church. See, this is the thing, is that God has called every one of us to impact this city, to impact this region. God has called every one of us. He hasn't just called me. He's called you too. God has a call on your life and he has a desire for you to go into your workplaces, to go into your homes, to go into your neighborhoods and make a difference. God has called each one of us. At the church RC, you have to remember this. God has called us to be big thinking risk takers. We will never insult God with small thinking or safe living. I'll I'll say it again. At the church RC, God has called us to be big-thinking risk-takers. Yes. We will never insult God with small thinking and safe living. That's right. We will always take more ground. Yes. We will always go farther. Yes. We will always reach more. The biggest statement that will stunt the growth of you or a church is this. We've never done it that way before. I'm telling you right now, that will stunt your growth quicker than anything. Well, we've never done it that way before. I, I promise you this as your pastor that the method might change, but the message will always stay the same. I will always preach Jesus and Jesus Christ crucified. I will never back down from what the Bible says. I will always preach the gospel. I won't be. I won't waver in what. If it says that this is wrong, it's wrong. If it says that it's right, I live by the Bible. I promise you this. But there might be things that we do that people go, "Well, I'm not sure about." I had one of those uh, last week. Somebody came into the church and they said, uh, pff, "What's that on the? What's that on the? On the speakers before service?" Uh, It's just music. No, I know music. That's secular music. Yeah. I'm not coming to church that's got secular music on. Turn around and walked out. I said, bye. I have people ask me, why do you do that? Here's the thing it's because I'm not here to reach Christians. I'm here to reach the hurting, I'm here to reach the loss. I'm here to reach people that don't know the Christian top 40. I'm here to reach people that you work with, that you love, that you care about. I'm here to reach them. And if they come in and hear Taylor Swift and feel right at home, thank God, because I'm still going to preach Jesus. I'm still, come on. Get off your religious high horse. Secular music before church is like religious and a perspirant. That's the reason why we do it. It's not to be edgy. It's to make people that don't know Jesus feel comfortable. And I'm pretty sure that you don't walk into a a, a, a department store and hear secular music. Go, no, nope, they're not getting my business. No, you're in there shopping for clothes. I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> we must always remember that growing things and growing people will always change. Growing things and growing people will always change. We launched the church on September 28th, 2014. It was an amazing launch. We didn't we didn't know if God would even we didn't know. We were just praying for somebody to show up. Like seriously, that was the pr- that was my prayer, Lord. <laughs> Just let someone come, please, Lord Jesus. I don't want it just to be me and my wife and family preaching. I'm good with that, but I would rather it not be that way. We launched in Fort Elementary on September 14th. 312 people showed up for our first service. Amazing. Now, here's the thing. Shortly after we launched the church, we were informed by the school. We weren't told before we, we launched but well, we were informed by the school that they do not rent the school on holidays, school holidays. Now, that's a big deal because there's 11 holidays, 11 school holidays that fall on a weekend. So that means we would just cancel church 11 Sundays. You know, I was like, well, that's not going to work. So we were like, I mean, I don't know about you, but that's a little bit scary. We're six months in, and, and so l- l- thank God for this facility because... They, we called them, and they were like, hey, you can come here. You're welcome here. And so we came. We kind of refitted everything. But it's a, it's a smaller venue, obviously. We were a, little, were a little tight on space, as you know. But, but here's the thing. And so we, we kind of came in, and, and everybody, I had tons of people come up and say, man, moving in six months and going into a smaller venue and that venue, you're going to lose people. People aren't going to show up. People aren't going to come. It's a bad environment. Now, here's the thing is that God said, I don't care what everybody else says. I put my hand upon it, and I'm going to continue to bless it. Now, here's the thing is people continue to come. People continue to show up. And I know you're sitting here going, man, this is crazy, but c- people continue to come. And, and and here's what breaks my heart as a pastor is that I'll have people that come in and into the parking lot and get turned away because there's no parking. That hurts my heart as a pastor why? Because I know that that's probably one of your somebody you invited to church. A loved one, a neighbor, a coworker. And they're getting turned away. So what I did is I went before the school board if you've ever faced a school board, it's like kind of like facing a firing squad. And uh, I, I just petitioned them and I said, Hey, I'd like you to consider everybody told me it was a waste of time. But just the other day, unanimously, they made a decision to let the church Royce City back into Ford Elementary. Come on. No holidays. We get it year-round. Come on, we're making room for your families. We're making room for your co-workers. We're making room for your neighbors. Come on. I'm here to tell you that God is not done yet. We can't stay here. We got to keep moving forward. We got to keep taking ground. Stay standing. God's so good. I have a vision of a church greater than we see today. I have a vision for a church that loves more than it's been loved. That gives more than it's received. That continues to reach out to the lost, to the hurting. That refuses to point to people's flaws and always points to Jesus. Jesus. Who gives everyone the invitation. Come as you are. Because it's Jesus who changes lives. It's Jesus who saves. It's Jesus who redeems. It's Jesus who heals. I have a vision for a church that refuses to stay where we are. continues to take new ground. At The Church RC, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at thechurchrc.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at thechurchrc. If you have a story to share about how God is moving in your life, you can email us at amen at thechurchrc.com.